We're recording pretty much, so. Okay, we're recording. Get him on the pod. You're on the podcast, man. Uh, HRP. We had, we had planned to have you on an official episode. Well, I guess this is still an official episode. But, you know, we were going to... Oh, this way. Sorry, team. Well, we got my laptop sliding around in the back seat. We were literally driving to the airport to send you back to California. Yep. Um, there's, there's it's electric a, city. There's a truck that's violently going around me. <laughs> it's pretty much all rusted out. Um, and uh, we're going a 45 and a 40 right now. That guy's going 16 and 40 in a school zone, baby. Um, yeah, we had planned to do an actual, like, you know, decent episode, but uh, we got so darn busy on your trip here. We went to and Friday in New York City. Went to the Mets Dodger game, and there was a guy there who <laughs> <laughs> sat in the front row, and he, at, at, at appearance, didn't have any team of team affiliation. It was Mets versus Dodgers, and this guy was dressed just in all like brown and gray colors. He had like brown <laughs> shorts on, like khaki shorts on, a gray shirt and a gray hat. But it was so hot and so humid in New York City that day that this guy sweat clean through his shorts and his shorts changed color throughout the game <laughs> but he was so loud and so obnoxious that we literally just called him butt sweat guy and uh <laughs> people behind us started roasting him <laughs> yeah the people, people behind us started roasting him um but he was just yapping all game cheering for the dodgers but because he was a yankees fan trying to get under the mets fans nerves he even admitted that he was just there to get under people's skin so yeah, yeah what, what was your take on that guy that guy was Literally the worst. People like yeah. that. Just yelling the whole time. Mets fans are ruthless, man. I mean, they they are a combination of all of the worst things about baseball fans. Yeah. Um, they were doing the wave, for one, yeah. which, if you're a quality baseball fan, you don't really do the wave. Like, that's kind of a known thing. Um, but this guy was doing the wave the whole game. He was sweating clean through his shorts. Um, he was trying to pick fights with people. These guys were, like, kind of, you know, going back and forth with him. And they went to leave, and he, like, followed them yelling at him. And it was just, like, really uncomfortable. And everyone was, like, looking to us for affirmation because this guy was posing as a Dodger fan. And we were all decked out in Dodger stuff, and so we were like, we don't know this guy. Anyways, and then the second game, we were in left uh, left field, and the Dodgers player, A.J. Pollock, is a left fielder. And these guys kept yelling, you know, A.J., you suck, and all this stuff. But there was this kid named A.J. that sat next to us, and he was <laughs> He was crying the whole time because they thought, they thought that they were yelling to him. Oh, that they, kid was such a pansy. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a wuss. He cried it all, like, throughout the throughout the game throughout for really no reason, reason at all. But other than that, um, you've been here since Friday. We're recording this Tuesday at 12.50. Yeah. Um, you've been here for four nights. Yep. And we literally have had like so much to do every single day. We went to two Dodger games, we went to a Binghamton Rumble Ponies game. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and then we went to the Harford Fair yesterday. Oh. I got I got to get your take on the Harford Fair. For those, real quick, sorry, ask you a question that interrupted you almost immediately. For those listening um, who are in the Northeast Pennsylvania, um, upstate, central New York area, you probably are familiar with the Harford Fair. It's a county fair that is mega redneck and- um, Mega mega. <laughs> Mega Maga, um, it's a Trump Trump party, um, but uh, 
Anyway, so I remember my first time at the Hartford Fair. I was like, what in the world is this? And now it's your first time at the Hartford Fair. Yeah. Give me, uh, give me your thoughts. What did you think about the Hartford Fair? Well, the most... First, it was just a complete culture shock. It feels like it was a whole different country. And obviously the culture is a lot different. But it felt the same as when we first got to Papua New Guinea and mom and dad took us to like the flea market type thing and we were walking around just the the center of attention that's the kind of feeling I had with the culture shock is I'm this little California guy wearing five inch inseam shorts up my mid thigh and a, and a Dodger hat and I'm getting these weird looks from these rednecks looking guys with MAGA hats on yeah you definitely stood out like I, I had no I worry about losing you because it'd be pretty easy to spot you out of a crowd yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a trip. It's a whole new dynamic, a whole new culture, you know. I think I told you that, like, you know, when we were in California when Trump got elected as president in 2016, I remember so many people thought, like, man, who in the world, like, could vote for this guy? Um, and people forget about, you know, this area of the country and yeah. people like this, you know, around the country. And, uh yeah, so, you know, you kind of get to know the rest of America, and um, the Hartford Fair is definitely a snippet of one area of America, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, uh, it makes you realize, oh, yeah, I guess it's, it's a lot bigger country than you think. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, you know, Europe is smaller than the United States, and but instead of, like, being made up of states, it's being made up of countries. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, think of, like, Italy is smaller than New York in size. I don't know about population, probably probably population too, but like Italy is smaller than New York in overall size. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, you know, what do you what do you think of uh, where I live in comparison to where you live in general? What are like some of the biggest things you like right off the bat so, aside from the people? So the biggest thing is <coughs> the LA area or the Simi Valley area is tons of traffic and a lot more people. But everything is closer together, so when you're driving out here and everything's spread out, it takes yeah. about the same amount of time to get places. Yeah. That's one of the similarities, I guess, is lots of driving. Um, lots of similarities in the fact that, at least where I live, there's just not much to do. Here, I think there's probably more to do. It could be a little more woodsy and adventurous that way. Mm. That's uh, funny, because out here, you'd think that there's more to do in California. Yeah. I think there's definitely more you can go drive to, but I think there's yeah. like more opportunities for like a hobby, I guess, out here. That's because you need hobbies out here. You know, like, you know, in Simi, you know, you can go to all sorts of different parts of LA and you can go to Magic Mountain. And out here, your options are pretty much, well, I can go outside and walk around the woods a little bit, or that's pretty much it. <laughs> you that's go fishing. True. Yeah, I but, guess I, I'm definitely a little spoiled. Yeah. With the things in California, but I feel like uh, California, if you want to go do something, you better be ready to fork out some some cash, otherwise you can't do anything, I suppose, out here. Yeah. I don't know, there seems a lot more uh, free things to do. Yeah, and gas is cheaper out here. Gas is cheaper. It's funny when you said gas is getting expensive, but it was at 316. Yeah. Cheapest you could find around me is about 416. <laughs> so, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. No doubt about it. Well, um, man, I'm glad that even though we literally waited to the last second, we're literally driving to the airport to, to send your 
your, you know, Californianess to back to California. We finally got you on on the podcast. Yeah. And I had like thought that I'd have like an agenda all set up, but I'm not gonna go into why. I was up to like one o'clock in the morning with the kids last night. <laughs> um, we're both pretty exhausted, so we're gonna we're gonna keep this thing pretty chill. We had this cool elaborate plan of what we were gonna do for a podcast episode with with the Matthew Cratch. It's technically your second time on. He called in that one time, but called in for about thirty seconds. Yeah, but I, we are going to talk about. Oh, this comes out of nowhere. Oh, wow. This does come. Yeah, out. I got to merge over, folks. You guys are in this with us right now, baby. We're all driving, driving to Scranton. Um, we're going to talk about um, some uh, your, your history of fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. So you got you you've got a few pretty good fights you've had I have never punched anyone in the face in my life I've never even really been in any sort of confrontation ever so let's start with the OG fight one of the one of the better fight stories of our time uh, bowling alley what year is it's probably 2009 maybe we're on furlough right we're on furlough I was about 10 years old yeah okay so we're talking 12 years ago so 2008 2009 um, why don't you start from the top, man? Tell me what happened. So I was at a birthday party. Whose uh, birthday was it? I do not remember. It was, uh, I think his name was Chase. Chase. You're from uh, the church that we used to go to. Okay. Uh, so I'm at a birthday party. The party starts off at Chase's house. They have this nice, huge backyard with a beautiful pool and everything. And these two guys were just picking on me the whole time. I don't know why. I didn't know who they were, but they were hitting me in the face with pool toys, dunking me <laughs> under the water, just like legitimately bull- bullying me. Hey, they, they had been poking the bear for a while, though. <laughs> yeah, they had been poking the bear. And finally, I, I actually was fed up with it. I had to get out of the pool, and I just sat kind of on the side with the parents by myself. Uh, just, wow. Yeah, just out of the pool because I was fed up with it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I ended up drying off and everything, and... Car, everybody carpools to the bowling alley. Um, at the time, it was Brunswick. Brunswick. Now it is a Harley Bowl for I don't know if anyone cal- and see me listening, but yeah. Um, and so I go to the bathroom after picking out my clown shoes, bowling shoes. Yeah, your bowling shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I come out of the bathroom, and one of them legitimately grabs me from the back, and the other one hits me in the stomach. So they just full on. They just jump me. Wow. We're like ten-year-olds. Ten, 11 years old. 10-year-olds dealing and wheeling <laughs> yeah, in a bowling for, alley right for now. For no apparent reason, just straight bullies. Like, it's like you'd see in the movie. Wow. So one grabs it from the other, and the other one hits me in the stomach. So what I do is I almost kind of, like, elbow the one holding me, but it's more like a push-off elbow. Yeah. And with that elbow rearing back, my fist flies forward and socks the other one directly in the nose. Wow. You drop him? No, his nose starts bleeding. And they both hustle into the bathroom to get him cleaned up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the end of it was just one solid blow to the nose. I don't think they were expecting that. Wow. Um, they had this couple of bullies just just kind of taught them their lesson. I'm sure if, if they would have fought back after that, it would have been on the losing end of it. But That's wild. Yeah. Did you ever get the bullies' names? Like, did you know their names? No, I don't. I don't think I ever saw them again after after that party I mean I'm sure I did and could you describe them yeah they were almost like just your typical Simi Valley kids you know like 
blonde hair, blue eyes, spoiled white kids, you know. <laughs> wow, bringing race into this. <laughs> bringing race into this right well, now. That's what, I mean, they were. They were white, so why leave it out of the story? So you dropped him. Uh, no, but I definitely did some damage to his nose. Wow, so you knocked him out. That's crazy. Yeah, knocked him out cold. So this was Chase's birthday party. Chase's birthday party. That reminds me of another story. Do you remember um, a guy by the name of Chase Fargo? I think so. Dude, this guy had the name of two different banks. <laughs> Chase Fargo. So yeah, Chase Bank and Wells Fargo. Um, Chase Fargo is his name. And nice enough guy. You know, kind of a big guy. Big guy, I mean, I'm saying guy. He's probably like 14 at the time. He was, he was my age, maybe a little younger than me, maybe a little older than me. I don't know. But, you know, Michael, our brother, used to, uh, you know, we used to all play on, you know, the same baseball team all the time because... You know, Michael and I are actually closer in age than you and I are. And so we ended up always on the same baseball team. And, uh, you know, I don't know. This is definitely not the same Chase, I don't think. But this guy, Chase, you know, big dude, playing second base. You know, he's kind of he's kind of got that, you know, he's got that forward tilt about him. You know what I mean? He's got that, he's got that bulliness about him maybe a little bit. He's got that big size on him. And uh, but Michael's kind of the same way. You know, Michael. It was. Yeah, Michael. You know, he like he was the big kid too, and uh, you know, Michael kind of trying to be that alpha dog. You know, that alpha. And uh, so I'm. I think I'm coaching third base at this point. You know, I was pretty bad. I was playing bench. You know, I was coaching third base. Mind you, I was playing with the older kids. You know, I should have been playing with the younger kids. I was playing with the older kids, and uh, you know, so I was terrible. But anyway, so I was coaching third base, and Michael just ropes. Ropes is double, right? And, you know, he's around in first base. And who's playing second base that day but Chase Fargo? And Chase Fargo, you know, he's he's just counting, counting daisies. He's not paying much attention whatsoever. And uh, he's standing directly on the base. He's standing on it. You know, it's, it's technically, you know, defensive interference. But he's standing right on the base. And so Michael just lowers his shoulder like Von Miller of the, of the Denver Broncos and just lays Chase Fargo out on the ground. I mean, oh, just dropped him like a sack of potatoes and mows him over and Michael ends up stretching that double into a triple <laughs> and he left Chase Fargo behind, man. It oh, was crazy. On his butt. Yeah. Now, you know who the, the Chase was? I can't remember his name, but... His dad and his family actually took us to a, a Kings game. Oh. It's that family. I don't remember their last name. I don't remember the last name either. Yeah, but they were super nice. And that was, that. I believe that hockey game they took us to was actually either a few days before the altercation at the bowling alley or a few days afterwards. Yeah, I remember I, was, I wasn't invited to that. No, that's not true. Yeah, I didn't go to that. No way. I didn't go to that. It was you and Michael. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I remember I did not go to that. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure you, I mean, there's no way they didn't invite you. No, they yeah, literally said, something. they literally <laughs> said. <laughs> um, so anyways, was that your first, like, real big fight? Yeah, but it was, the I thing mean, was, you, it was starting over so quickly. Yeah, you finished it pretty quick. It was, it was more like a self-defense versus bullies. I mean, anytime you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, drop your gloves and, and throw fists, you know, I think that, that that's a fight. I don't yeah. care if it lasts, you know. Five minutes or ten minutes, or you know, in your case, ten seconds. You know, you, you know, you're put in a position of fight or flight, 
Yeah, and, uh, I had no choice at that point. I don't think yeah, flight would have been an option. You dropped a couple of, of young kids, man. Yeah. You dropped them. So tell me about your... You've had a couple more fights since then, right? I had one more fight, I guess. This one was less so a fight, more so of defending a, a friend. All right, now, how old were you at this point? At you were in middle point, school, right? I was in the eighth grade. All right. So I was... In well, eighth grade, you were a big man on campus in eighth grade. Yeah, and I was kind of a bigger... No, I guess I wasn't really a bigger kid, but to these these couple of kids, I was bigger than them. Well, one was taller, but I was bigger than them, you know? Yeah. yeah so, you, you were a... You know, you were a... You know, handsome, sweet, sweet tea, you know, kind of guy. Yeah, but it, but I definitely, it took me longer than most to lose the baby fat. You know, uh, I always had a no, chubby face, no. chubby. I mean, all, all three of us boys have pretty round faces. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think you were chubby by any means. Yeah, anyway, so there's this kid named Shay, right? And Shay kind of, he lived on our street, lived down the street from us, and... I consider him a friend. He was my friend. Yeah, he was always at our house. Yeah. He was usually bothering us about something. Yeah, it was you always know. the Shay knocks on the door to ask to play, and I hide so that my mom can say that I'm not home kind of yeah. thing. And but then, so you consider this to be a friend at that point? Yes. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's rude. Shay <laughs> was someone to hang out with when I had no one else to hang out with, which is unfortunate because he was a good guy, good friend. He was... Um, I remember we used to play wiffle ball, yeah. and I remember Michael hit a comeback right off Shay's face <laughs> and sent him home crying that yeah, day. Yeah, it happened a lot. Yeah. So anyways, to give Shay a little premise on Shay, Shay was the the kid who was running down the neighborhood playing with Nerf guns when he was a junior in high school. That's, I mean, that's fun, but uh, that's the kind of kid Shay was. So anyways, at this point we are in middle school. He is in the sixth grade, and I am in the eighth grade. And I always kind of look out for him because, like I said, he was a friend. He was a little guy. Um, and But he was always the kind of guy who would run his mouth and yeah. wasn't able to to defend himself when it came to the consequences. Yeah, he, he had some little man syndrome for yeah, sure. Yeah, little man syndrome. And my mom had just picked me up from school at Sinaloa Middle School. And she's backing out of the parking spot, and she sees in the rear view, mi- rear, rear view mirror. There you go. She sees like a crowd of kids, and she goes, "Oh no! Look, there's a fight!" And as she says that, you see Shay get thrown to the ground. <laughs> and before she can even finish the sentence, "Oh my gosh, that's Shay!" I'm out of the car, and the door's closing behind me, and I'm running over there. It was another fight or flight situation. I saw my buddy getting his butt handed back to him. I couldn't let it happen. So as I run over there, Shay's getting back up, and I kind of I push Shay back down mm. as to not, not let him get back into the altercation. And I square up to this kid who I think he was in the seventh grade, Shay was in the sixth, and I was in the eighth. But this kid was taller than me. He was yeah. a skinny, skinny long kid, but he was taller than me. And what I, was his name? I don't I don't know his name at all. Alright. Um, and I squared up to him, fisticas up, ready to scrap, and he just goes, I don't even know who you are. And I said, I don't care. Uh, I think it was another thing like a movie. I was like, when you pick on someone your own size, because oh, he's dude. just so much bigger than That's Shay. That's a classic line right there. Yeah. yeah. And so he actually swung at me and missed. And I instantly put him into a, a pretty decent headlock that I learned from my older brothers. And I, I threw him on the ground and kind of just stood over him and uh, told him to stay down. 
and then uh, I grabbed Shay and we put him in the car and, and drove him home. Um, he was his eye was bleeding a little bit. I think he was definitely uh, on the lower end of yeah. of this this altercation. But yeah, that's those are my two only like actual fights. I, I did punch a friend in the face once because he asked me to. <laughs> but, oh, you, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, but the, we can't tell that story on, on the spot. Why not? Yes. <laughs> Who'd you uh, punch in the face? Uh, Evan Kelleher. Why did you punch him in the face? Uh, can I tell the story on here? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, if I need to edit it out, I will. But. Right, so, uh, <clears throat> in high school, I never took part in the smoking of marijuana. But uh, I had some friends that did take part in the smoking of marijuana. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. And, and it's known <laughs> that our oldest brother, Michael, is a big marijuana fan. Big fan. And so, of course, he, he shared his... I'm sure much better marijuana than my friends were used to and he shared it with them and they were absolutely stoned out of their minds we're hanging out I don't know if I should tell the story you can edit it out wow <laughs> and uh, we're in my in the garage room and Evan Kelleher JT Soparito Connor Sledadal George Polio <laughs> basically the 2016 JV team at Royal High School 2016 JV baseball team <laughs> yep alright and they were so high that they were drawing sharpie on their own faces and they said it felt like it was melting off of them <laughs> and I was not high at all just dad if you're listening I promise you did not partake dad it smells like lies in here but continue <laughs> and Evan was talking about how he's never been punched in the face before or anything and I, I was like, oh. that's just your classic stoned conversation, by the way. Is when you get high, it's the first thing you say, you know, I've never been punched in the face before. And I said, I'll, I'll punch you in the face. And he said, sure. And before he could even take back that shirt, I wound back and just decked him directly above the eye and actually split open his uh, his eyebrow area. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are the only real altercations or fights I've actually been in. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it kind of dawned on me a few years ago just how much of like a goody two-shoes I was compared to you and Michael. Yeah. I mean... More so Michael, I think. <laughs> yeah, more so Michael. I mean, you definitely were like somewhere in between. I've always been way too much the, uh, you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi. I haven't done much. Mm-hmm. I haven't done much in my life. Yeah. I don't regret it necessarily, but... Um, so anyways, let's, let's back up. So... <laughs> So, Shay, you know, to give you a little bit of picture of what Shay looks like at this time, he was probably 5'2", maybe. Yeah. Bright red hair. Um, maybe 80, 80 pounds, 90 pounds. Just real little dude. Yeah. Um, do you know why Shay tried to pick a fight with this guy? I don't. I think that, like I said, Shay always had a big mouth. Um, but I do think that this kid picked on Shay. I mean, Shay was an easy target for people like this yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it was mostly verbal, and, and Shay started uh, started talking back to him, and it just, you know, the big kid yeah. was, like, not taking any of that. So. Dang. Yeah, but I remember getting home, dropped Shay off. I don't even think Mom went in to tell his dad or anything that happened, but he would drop him off and we'd go over to the house. And uh, Dad's as ecstatic as can be, of course. Yeah, so this is funny because... Um, so you ended up getting called into the principal's office, right? Well, they called the house phone. Yeah. They were like, hey, we need you to come back to the school. And so I was thinking, oh, I just kind of got in a fight. I'm going to be getting in trouble here. 
yeah. uh, suspended. Dad's like, hey, if you're suspended, your choice, Dodger game or, or Six Flags tickets. <laughs> so we ended up going back, and uh, the principal actually pulled me in the office and thanked me, uh, telling me that they need more kids, more kids like me, and that I did a, a good thing there. And, wow. Uh, I, I mean, looking back, it was... It was a pretty cool thing to do, I guess, helping helping a friend out. But yeah, I was hoping cool, that you're a cool I, guy. <laughs> Thanks. So. I was cool kind of hoping I get suspended. Though. I wanted to see a Dodgers play. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I wish you kind of did suspend you a little yeah. bit. Oh well. Dang, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on your heroic acts. Two and zero. Yeah, you're two. And, yeah, it's true. You're, you never lost a fight. I never right? lost a fight. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> that's crazy. Yeah. And you haven't been in a fight in obviously a long time, and that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, now I, th- I think if I got in a fight, unless the guy had equal or less experience than me, I would definitely uh, be on the losing end of that. I'm, I'm definitely a lover these days. Yeah, I love how to fight her. Yeah. Fair enough. I, again, I've never been close to being in an altercation. Um, I would like no. to think that if I needed to be in a fight, I could be in a fight. Um, but I got yeah, really prefer not to be in a fight. Um, everyone on here on this podcast knows how sensitive I am. Yeah. So, you know, if someone comes and tries to shoulder up to me, I'll probably just start crying. So, yeah, no, dude, I, I got a memory of you uh, in an altercation with Michael. That's true. I've been in a couple of uh, scraps with, with our older brother, Michael. Well, the best one was... Yeah, there was one time... He, <laughs> so, so, let me first tell you, Michael, for my, my lovely listeners here... Michael has always been the bully of the three of us, right? Yeah. Is even though Michael and I are like a mere like 17 months apart in age, um, you know, Matthew and I have always been quite a lot closer because we, are, we were so similar in size. Yeah. So I was always super small, and so I was more the same size as my little brother, Matt. Um, of course, now Matt's bigger than me, and Michael was always like way, way bigger than I was. So yeah, he's smaller than both of us. Yeah, so... Um, but growing up, it was always, you know, Michael versus us two. You know, we'd play, like, you know, basketball, and it'd be, you know, Michael versus me and Matt or something like that. And anyways, that sort of naturally formed into him being sort of the bully of the group. So, you know, there were times where Michael would just push and push and push. And when we moved back to the United States, you know, we were homeschooled, but my parents worked full-time. So it was us three trying to educate ourselves running around the house like a bunch of you know crazy chickens and so it was just constant mayhem i remember it's still there at mom and dad's house there is a sharpie splatter mark from a time that michael threw a sharpie across the house as hard as he could and it hit like a trim on this door and caused it to explode making like permanent marker go everywhere um I think they painted over it, actually. They now, might have painted over it. It's there for a few years. Yeah, so, but things like that all the time. Um, I chased Michael into my parents' room with a broom once, and he locked the door. And so I started beating on the door, and I actually broke the door, but, like, put a bunch of holes in the door in my parents' room. So we got in a handful of altercations. There was one time in particular where I was trying to do my score, you know, I was trying to educate myself, and... Michael just kept poking and poking and poking and he came out of the shower and he was wearing a towel and he kept like, he would take paper towel, like a handful of paper towels and he would soak it in hot water and he would just chuck it at you and so you'd get splattered with like disintegrating 
soaking wet. Like he wouldn't even like squeeze and wring it out. It would just like a like a hot flying <laughs> handful of paper towels. And so I'm trying to do my schoolwork, and I just wear one of those across the face. And so I go, and Michael's in his towel, and I pick him up, and I throw him to the ground, and his towel comes, <laughs> I comes remember, like, flying it's off. Up. It's now me and Michael are wrestling, and Michael's butt naked. Tiny <laughs> churro. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so things like that happen all the time. But I learned, so Michael, Michael has always had a really bad, like, reaction to food or like you always like you start gagging for no reason i remember one time we would be we'd be eating dinner and this dude would be asked to clear the table and he would literally start gagging at the food he just ate <laughs> <At the food. laughs> you, you would literally remove <laughs> you would he would take his, his plate Oh, his own just, plate. <laughs> his own plate that he was just eating off of for dinner. But the moment that it turned into clearing the table and doing the dishes, he would start throwing up and he started gagging. I don't know what it was, but he had like this weird reaction to to food like that. And so I learned as I've had to defend myself from from these you know hot flying piles of toilet paper or, or, uh, or paper towels, I had to learn to come up with my own defense. And so I learned that this food reaction, when I would do that, I would take a hot dog bun <laughs> and I would, I would break the hot dog bun in half and I would soak it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would soak it in hot water to the point where it was just like a... Baby throw up? <laughs> yeah, baby throw. It would be like this pile of like yeasty gross hot dog bun that was like runny and disgusting it was as like run out as possible it had no structure to it no infrastructure left to it the backbone of the hot dog bun was gone and I would take it and I would chase around the house and I remember the first time I did it he kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and he was sitting on the couch without a shirt on I took a handful of this hot dog goop Oh, and I just slapped, <laughs> slapped him in the chest with it and just rubbed it all over his chest. And it, let me tell you, a wet hot dog bun, a hot wet hot dog bun, it smells. Yeah, why does it smell? It smells. <laughs> and so I slapped it on his chest. To, you know, like, like Vicks Vapor Rub on your chest and you're constantly smelling that all night and clears up your sinuses? This is the same thing. I put that hot hot wet hot dog bun on his chest and he was like gagging for he ended up throwing up for like 20 minutes at that and let me tell you it worked he didn't bother me much from there oh so funny what, what are some of your uh, favorite memories from when we were kids oh man dude well when we were home like <laughs> the same thing is, is you don't bring this up but you were the instigator as much as he was yeah I'd be sitting there and like, I would I would I would sit back and I would start the fights but make sure I'm not involved. <laughs> yeah. So I would be yeah, I would be like I would sit back and I'd be like, Hey Michael, you know that Matthew said that he's stronger than you, right? <laughs> you gonna take that? I thought you said you gonna take that? And yeah. then they ended up they ended up like wrestling. It was always in good fun. Yeah. I never seen any real fights. Oh. What was funny is that uh, when I fought Michael, I think he always kind of went easy on me because, like, he was bigger than us. Yeah. And he always, I kind of held my ground on him. But when you and I got into the play fights, you did not hold back. <laughs> it was always yeah. scarier to, to wrestle or fight with you than it was with him. Yeah. 
Could also mean that Michael is just incredibly weak. That's true. He is a weak. Yeah. A weak Michael, one. if you're listening to this, we could still take you. If you're listening to this, then we know that you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember uh, one time Michael and I thought he was funny, and you still to this day do not think he's just funny oh. one bit? Well, we used to play basketball in our front yard. Oh, this! I thought you were going. <laughs> I thought you were going a different direction. What direction do you think I was going? In? I thought you were going to tell a story about when he locked me in the front yard, butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He did push you out the oh, front door. That was humiliating. <laughs> you were especially because we had <laughs> you. You were like way too old for this too. You were like twelve years old. Well, I was old. like twelve, and we had <laughs> girls that lived across the street that I went to school with. Yeah, Michael. 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 I remember he. <laughs> You and Michael used to have wars back and forth. Meanwhile, this is like in the middle of the school year. We're supposed to be doing school. My parents are working. For, my parents, my mom and dad listening to this are probably mortified right now. But <laughs> well, I, I, I was just, t- trying to take a shower, and he shuts off the water. <laughs> yeah, you'd be taking a shower, and Michael would shut off the water. So you do things like Michael. This is a little embarrassing for him. I feel bad. Michael used to have a special shampoo for dandruff, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you did. <laughs> you ever you know how you you pee in it? it. You pee. Shampoo. Yeah, you open up a special bottle of shampoo and you peed in it, <laughs> coining the term shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> and so Michael special shampoo would pee in it. Of course, when I found out that I had to tell Michael not to use it because I oh, couldn't let him go through with it. Come I was on. Too much of a good guy. Come on. But, so you had to go. You had to do wars back and forth, and so. <laughs> so you'd be in the shower and for no reason at all Michael would shut the water off oh yeah and so now you got no no running water and you got soap in your eyes soap on your hair <laughs> yeah and shampoo in my hair and shampoo in your hair so <laughs> so you come storming out and then Michael would take you and he'd throw you in the front yard and he'd lock the door <laughs> so yeah. now you're in the front yard you got soapy hair <laughs> oh my gosh that's, that's as mad as I ever saw dad get yeah, that was... To be honest with you, when, when he got home and heard about that. Yeah, when dad got home and heard about that, that was... <laughs> I was humiliated, literally. Yeah, I mean, you you scurried into the backyard pretty quick. I mean, you weren't like you were yeah. stranded out there forever. But. Yeah, that's true, but still. <laughs> I was a 12-year-old boy <laughs> beginning to go through changes, starting to realize that You're I man. was self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was brutal. I, even, I didn't think that was funny. That was too far. Way too far. Uh, the, the story I was initially talking about was the one where we had like a real janky basketball hoop in our front yard. Yeah. And so we'd play two versus one, me and you versus Michael. <laughs> and we would lower the hoop so that we felt like we were Shaquille O'Neal. We're like, we, yeah. bare, we had to have like a three inch vertical and we could dunk, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but I remember, um, we were playing basketball one time and you tripped, you were trying to get around Michael, you tripped on his foot and you went, boom, face, face plant first. right into the basketball oh. hoop hole, like mouth first. And we were, we were Michael and I. Oh, I was crying. You were crying. And you it like, hurt. I, that looked like it hurt, but it was really funny. <laughs> to this day, you still hold the fact that you don't think that was very funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny. It hurt so yeah, bad. It was pretty funny. I, I would love to see it happen to someone else. But. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Right. So tell me about um, what you remember and what some of your favorite parts are about living in New Guinea. We, we were we were kind yeah. of there. Michael and I were a little bit more into like the outdoorsy stuff. Like we were into the hunting and the fishing yeah. and all that. You weren't as much. You were more into, you know, playing baseball with the kids and cards and yeah, all that, that was, stuff. That was my, those were my favorite times was waking up at 5.30 in the morning, 6 a.m., 
finishing my school by 9.30. Yeah. And going down to about five to 10 kids just waiting for us outside and playing Las Cat, which is basically uh, just Uno with uh, the regular deck of cards. Yeah, Las Cat. Las Cat. And then, uh, yeah, just doing that every morning, same thing, or uh, yeah. sharing all my old swim trunks or shorts with the kids because they only had one to two pairs of clothes. So we yeah. climb up in these ginormous trees and jump down into the uh, the Seapick River. <laughs> so you, you remember that one time? Oh, that yeah. little Solomon backflaps? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. So there was like levels to these trees, like lower branches, the mid branch, and then the high branch where only like the big kids and Michael would go up to jump off of. And this little Solomon kid who was probably younger than I was by a couple years, he was definitely really small compared to a lot of the other kids. But he finally got the courage to climb up to the top one and lost control halfway down and just <laughs> the sound of the sonic boom from the oh. back flop or the chest flop, belly flop, whatever it was. Oh man, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys would get, I mean, we'd get as high as like 15 feet yeah. on some of these trees, man. Yeah. They hang over the river and like sometimes the river would go down so you just like, boom, you'd fall right on like, you know, a sandbank. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. man, we used to just have fun for hours. So I remember, I remember like we would have, um, We'd have dinner with our coworkers, like uh, with Cena Kelly and Frank and Miriam. Um, we'd have dinner with them, but we like we would be like, struggling to stay awake at seven oh, o'clock. We'd be so tired from Exhausted. just going crazy all day long. You go 100 miles per hour all day for yeah. 12 plus hours. Plus, it's like 115 with 100% humidity outside. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we had such a good time, man. Yeah, yeah I remember we teaching the kids how to play baseball, the airstrip. Oh, and yeah. uh, they used to carve their own baseball bats. That yeah. was pretty fun. That was cool. The, yeah. With the quila. Yeah, the quila. The hardest wood. Yeah, hardest, ever. Uh, heaviest wood no demand. And they would just they'd crank that ball halfway up the airstrip. Yeah. Getting like 400 foot bombs with one hand. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good, man. Yeah, last got. I remember one time, I forget his name. What was the name of the kid that was just like covered in ringworm? Remember? Uh, I want to say his name was with a K. Sometimes I want to say like Ken, but it doesn't sound right. No, yeah, I think that is right. It that sounds like, right. It was like Ken or something like that. But covered in ringworm, right? I mean, head to head toe, the poor guy had like this skin fungus, and he was a nice enough kid, but he's kind of like a little obnoxious sometimes. We were playing last cop, and he goes to hawk a loogie over my leg, like over me oh. into the woods, and boom, splat right on my leg. Oh, it's Nasty. So gross. And. I remember like telling like, dude, what the heck? And he said, sorry. And instead of like, like giving me like a napkin, I mean, they don't have an, I don't know. He rubbed it into my skin. Like, he was like, oh, I got you. And he like rubbed it in. I was like, not even wiping it off. He like rubbed it in, dude. Plus and, the ringworm. Yeah, plus the ringworm. And I'm pretty sure that's why I have tuberculosis. <laughs> it was from that. When the doctor told me that I had tuberculosis, I was so certain that it was from Ken hawking that loogie. Hawking the loogie. Yeah, I was like, in. I had forgotten about that part of my memory. And then the minute he said you got tuberculosis, I was like, Ken, that's where it came from. 100%. Ken. 100%. Yeah, so, I don't know, what else did you like about New Guinea? Man, it was, I don't know, it's almost, it's weird. It's like you, you make these lifelong friendships that aren't actually lifelong, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know, like the bonds you made with these people. 
Yeah. And like my best friend there, Kleina, he wasn't even from our village. He was technically from a village that was down the down the river, but they end up like switching or moving villages to live closer yeah. to us. And yeah, he was just my best friend. Him and I really bonded. And yeah, I wonder how he's doing these days. I mean, he's was my age, maybe actually older than I am. So he's definitely probably married these days with kids. Yeah. I think he married at like 15 now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I know. I always describe it as like um, it feels more like like a really vivid dream that we had. Yeah. Just, life is just so different now. It's yeah. like, and now my concern is more about paying rent and, you know, stuff like that rather than, you know, when I was going to be able to play baseball or go on my next hunting trip. But, yeah, man, I remember you used to get, like, you used to crowd up in, like, 15 or 20 kids and play baseball games. It was so yeah. much fun. Yeah, well, they, they never say no to, the, to yeah. the missionary, to the white kids, you know. Is if you ask them to play, they, they almost feel an obligation to play. Yeah. So it was really easy to round up some kids to play. They also have really nothing else going on. That's true. Yeah, what else are going to do? Yeah, they're pretty, not a lot to do. And so when we came down, we were down to play some baseball. Most of them really wanted to play. And yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Right on, dude. Well, what else do you want to talk about on here? I don't know, man. Oh, uh, dude, you got to tell that story about... Uh, that guy that wanted to shake your hand at work because he's a Texan. Oh man! All right, this is funny. You gotta get all the backstory about what you do for a living. These so, days. right now I work at um, an Italian restaurant called Chichis. It has been there for about a hundred years. It's an institution. It really is. It's been there. I mean, we used to go there when I was a little kid. My parents went there when they were little kids, and my grandma told me she used to go there when she was like a kid. So that's that's how old this place is, and it's been about the same staff, a few servers there for a while, for about, since like the 80s. Um, but yeah, so I had kind of just started, it was like one of my first weeks there, and I had a table of three, and it was like this older man, this older woman, and then their, I assumed, granddaughter. And I served them, they were super nice, but I didn't put a ton of effort into it because I got a ton more tables and they were super easy, but I go after to, to close their check. First off, their card was the Texan flag. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Dude, about. Texas loves Dude, Texas. Texas loves Texas, man. Yeah. And I close out their check and I go to drop it off and he stands up and he goes, can I shake your hand? And I was like, sure. Mid-COVID probably shouldn't happen, is what it is. Shake his hand, and he grabs my hand with both of his hands, looks me in the eyes, and he goes, you just served three Texans, didn't even know it. <laughs> and I was almost in shock, but I was like, wow. Like, all right, man, thanks. <laughs> it was just like, okay, yeah, like, like you said, Texas really just loves Texas. So yeah, they take, a lot of, they take a lot of pride in being Texas. They do. If, if the United States ever breaks up, Texas is gonna be completely fine with just being Texas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, dude, I'm glad we got to do a pod. Yeah, man. Too bad Appreciate we didn't, couldn't do a full, full app. Yeah, man. We had a good time, though. That's true. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, no worries. I got to figure out how to turn this off, though, because my laptop's in the back seat. Oh, dang. Yeah, dude. Was I going to let unplug it? No, you can't unplug it. We oh. just got to sit here. Okay. And just be on the podcast. All right. However long we need, I can probably try and reach around. My laptop's in the back seat. It probably isn't too safe. I can grab it. 
What if you just like the next thing people hear the podcast is just us crashing? Okay, okay.